Our top story, the Importers and Exporters Association of Taipei hosted a trade forum on Monday to mark its 75th anniversary. The event brought together scholars from all over the world for discussions on trade and environmental, social and corporate governance. President Tsai Ing-wen and Vice Premier Zhen Wen-chan attended the opening ceremony. Let's hear from them. Next, Taiwan and the U.S. will start negotiations on seven issues, including labor, environment, agriculture, and digital trade. These are the most pressing trade issues in the world right now, and they cover almost all the content of the CPTPP trade agreement. Our exports to China, Hong Kong, and Macau total 185.975 billion US dollars, and our degree of dependence on them has come down to 38.8%. That's the lowest level in 20 years, and it's a figure that continues to fall. Exports have seen negative growth for nine months straight. This is primarily due to the slower recovery of global trade. Taiwan's industrial competitiveness is actually very strong. Many of our products are already on the market, but the market is digesting them slowly. We should all be optimistic, because in the second half of the year, after August and September, we will see an uptick. It won't be a major boost, but still a boost nonetheless. According to the Ministry of Finance, exports in May stood at 36.13 billion U.S. dollars. That represents a year-on-year -year drop of 14.1 percent in the ninth straight month of negative growth. The decline is expected to continue in June, with a projected decrease of 14 percent to 16.5 percent. Officials expect this negative growth cycle to last 12 to 14 months, meaning that exports could turn positive as early as September. New Taipei Mayor Hou Youyi is on the defensive amid a preschool drugging scandal in his city. At a press conference in City Hall, Hou laid out the measures taken by his government to handle the crisis. Opposition councillors demand that he report to City Council accusing him of being slow to act. DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde says the mayor should have more empathy for the parents involved. Holding up a visual aid, new Taipei Mayor Ho Youyi addresses a preschool drugging scandal in his city during a regular press conference. From the very beginning, we have been handling this issue using a joint task force. One day earlier, he had urged his 2024 presidential election rival Lai Qingde to follow up on the case, saying the judiciary is under your government's jurisdiction. On Monday, Lai criticized him for missing the point. Think about it. If these children were our own children, our own grandchildren, think about how upset we would be. We need to empathize in this situation. Mayor Ho or the new Taipei city government should set up a medical team as soon as possible to protect these children's health. Come on, Mayor Ho. Lai Qingde specifically said that I missed, he said that I missed, he said that I missed the point. But actually, it's Lai Qingde who's missing the point. The measures that Lai Tingde recommended, we have already been taking. So he doesn't know what we're actually doing at this stage. For the parents and their children, the most important thing is that they want prosecutors to quickly figure out where the drugs came from. Ho stressed that his government was being proactive over the case, but DPP counselors say he has explaining to do at the city council. The bottom line is that you missed the golden window of opportunity. 
There are too many mysteries in this case, too many truths that are being covered up. Your only chance at saving yourself is to walk into New Taipei City Council tomorrow and face the questions of the people's representatives. I'll never try to evade the issues. We fully respect the procedures of the city council. Lawmakers and councillors convened a press conference saying that in April, the scandal was reported to the 1999 hotline, but it was not taken seriously. I personally have no tolerance for cover-ups or concealment. If anything is being concealed, I will personally step down. The chairman of the city's Research, Development and Evaluation Commission pledged to resign if the case was being mishandled. Water supplies were shut off Monday morning in New Taipei and Taoyuan due to construction on the Taoyuan Metro's Green Line. The shutdown affected 167,000 households in New Taipei's Lingkou, Taishan and Wugu, as well as Taoyuan, Luzhu, Guishan and Bada districts. The hardest hit areas were in Taoyuan, Guishan and Luzhu, where the outage is scheduled to last 43 hours. To cope with the disruption, local businesses bought large tanks of drinking water and stored tap water in a variety of vessels. Some shops simply closed up and went on holiday. The Taiwan Water Company has set up water stations in several affected regions to serve residents. A new language will soon be heard at selected stations on the Taipei Metro. From August, Korean language announcements will go live at 15 MRT stations. The move comes amid a rise in the number of Korean tourists visiting Taiwan under their own steam. Travelers who come to the country without a tour group are more likely to appreciate help getting around their own in their own language. MRT bosses consulted social media to work out which stations could make the most of a linguistic upgrade. The Metro is also expanding the coverage of Japanese announcements on its network. The number of overseas tourists coming to Taiwan has skyrocketed since the pandemic. The number one source of visitors is Japan, but the Taipei Metro Corporation has noted a serious rise in South Korean travelers coming to Taiwan independent of a tour group. That's why they're adding new announcements in Korean. 15 stations will add new Korean announcements for a train arriving at the station. We originally had 13 stations with announcements in Japanese, and we will also add Japanese at eight more interchange stations. We expect them to go online at the end of August, providing a more internationalized service. To choose which stations need Korean, the company considered social media data as well as trending topics of discussion online to work out where Korean visitors see as the capital's top destinations. They hope their announcements will reach as many Korean travelers as possible. Considering the international development trends of metropolitan areas, we provide Mandarin, English, Taiwanese and Hakka language announcements. And at relevant stations, we have added arrival announcements in Japanese or Korean. We have taken into account whether the announcement can play to completion by the time the train pulls into the platform. Very soon, you might hear Korean floating through the air beside the many other languages spoken in this station. If you're lucky enough to hear your native language while traveling abroad, you might just find it touches a note of gratitude. Cancer is still the leading cause of death in Taiwan, according to the latest government data. The health ministry reports that in 2022, cancer topped the list for the 41st year in a row. On average, cancer claimed one person every 10 minutes and 7 seconds. That's three seconds faster compared to the previous year. The deadliest cancer continued to be lung cancer, which has topped the list for 19 years in a row. 
Coming up next on the list are cardiovascular diseases and COVID. COVID claimed 14,000 lives, rising in the ranks from number 19 in 2021 to number 3. Most of the deaths, or about 86%, were among older adults aged 65 and up. The median age of death for COVID patients was 82 years, an increase of 10 years from 2021. Chun puts on his scrubs. He's gone back to his roots in dentistry. Here in his dental clinic stands a mini figurine of Ajong, the former Central Epidemic Command Center chief, a gift from another dentist with lasting sentimental value for the former minister. In this rear interview, Chun was happy to share that he has been off tobacco for a whole year after being addicted to smoking for six decades. And that means no more fussing over nicotine stains on his teeth. Before, when we smoked, we had to think about how to keep our teeth clean. But then I said, if you clean your teeth after every meal, brushing and flossing like we do, then basically you don't really get nicotine stains. The former Minister of Health and Welfare is proud that his rigorous dental routine kept the stains away, for the most part. <laughs> when I did get stains, I'd deal with them straight away. When you have bad habits like foods that stain your teeth, smoking or chewing betel nut, then you need to brush your teeth anytime, anywhere. The longer you leave it before brushing, the harder it is to get them clean. If you shorten that time lag, then of course it's easier. And obviously it gets harder and harder the more stains you have built up. Reflected on his own experience, Chen has a piece of strong advice for fellow addicts. Get serious about brushing your teeth if you want to avoid unsightly stains. He's not so definite about teeth whitening, though. It might not be right for everyone. Now that he's back in a clinic, everyone wants to know, who are his patients? For example, when my wife has dental problems, I take a look. The politician is finally back at home with his first love, teeth. Chun's pardon injunction to us was to keep your teeth as clean and beautiful as possible because it can make you want to brush them more and, of course, drastically reduce your risk of gum disease. Life in Taiwan is changing, and one major symbol of social shifts is a rise in number of people who live by themselves. There are now more than 3 million people living alone in Taiwan. That's just over one-third of all Taiwanese households. Today, we take a look at how this social change is impacting the consumer economy. Everything from meals to groceries and even karaoke booths is changing to meet the rising demand of singles. And of course, the pet industry is booming as people turn to cats and dogs rather than child raising. Ms. Chen in her 50s is browsing in a supermarket. She chooses a small pack of vegetables and a single piece of fruit. I choose small packs. It doesn't matter if the single item is a bit more expensive. I'm used to being single, and I think it's great. You don't have to worry about what the other person wants to eat. You just decide for yourself. Statistics show that more than 3 million people currently live alone in Taiwan. That's 34% of households, a 2.8 increase from one year ago. Among those who live alone, the proportion who are unmarried people in the 30s has shot up in one year, from 45% to 54% of the total. This lettuce was originally sold in a big pack. Now there's also a single portion. Many convenient ready meals are also gaining popularity due to the single market. 
and consumers no longer feel embarrassed to sit down to a feast by themselves. Restaurants have installed single-person seating areas for traditional group meals like roast pork or hot pots. You can even buy mini kitchen gadgets designed for the single household. For example, we have plug-in single hot pots and mini ovens, as well as small instant meals that you don't need to do anything to. They're all popular products. If you want to go and sing karaoke alone, you can get a solo booth. The single market is no longer synonymous with unmarried people either. There are lots of people who were married and are divorced, as well as older people who live alone and have retired. The singles economy is now worth over 500 billion NT a year in Taiwan, and another market that benefits from the rise of solo life is the pet industry. Nobody was paying attention to the pet economy of the single demographic. There are now more pet cats and dogs in Taiwan than children. The money spent on pets is part of the singles economy. Single people buy fewer items but spend more on each item, so manufacturers can think in that direction when they design products for the single demographic. Taiwanese culture is changing. Small nuclear families tend to be the center of people's lives now, and for the many single-person households in Taiwan, convenience and autonomy are priorities shaping new consumer trends. Artificial intelligence is making its mark in the world of sports. Table tennis champion Cao Tongjun recently triumphed at the National Intercollegiate Athletic Games. She attributed her success to AI software that, she says, helped her analyze opponents' games. Engineers at National Zhongxing University created the AI using a huge database of footage of table tennis matches. The program can calculate how a player's balls usually land to help rivals figure out their weak spots. Table tennis player Cao Tongjun once more won the women's singles gold at the National Intercollegiate Athletic Games in May. She's the first to win three golds over four years. Aside from her rigorous training program, she credits an AI program as an invaluable aid. It analyzes what technique the athlete uses, where their balls land, what their spin is like, their power and speed. Footage of players' dances and the trajectory of their balls can all be analyzed with AI methods. We pick out the key points, and at first it's in 2D, but then we train it using our vast database. AI can effectively work out a player's blind spots as well as their playing style. That lets you train the perfect counter strategy to disrupt your opponent. After about one game, I'm now better at understanding that opponent's strengths and weaknesses. I think AI has helped me get better at analysis. We can capture the trajectories of table tennis balls with extreme precision, and if we can do that, then we can calculate where the ball is going to land. And after that, we can work out the ball speeds and even the spin speeds. AI is causing a revolution in so many different industries. Even in the world of sport, pure talent and intuition are no longer enough. Data can mean all the difference between gold and silver.